Hi guys, welcome to Kelly Jamini Couch. Today we have special guest Tyler Perry. Hi Tyler. Hello. Introduce yourself. My name is Tyler, one half of Content Machine, YouTubers, content creators, TikTokers, epic beasts, <laughs> alpha beasts, whatever you want to call us. Oh my gosh! What is Alpha Beast? Is like your like nickname? Um, definitely a nickname. A lot of people have called me before in the past. Alpha Beast. Um, yeah, that's a nickname. Another nickname is you know the Chosen One, uh, the Golden Boy. So yeah. Wow! So you gotta tell us every name. That there's a story behind it, right? Okay, so let's see. Um, well, Content Machine came from. Michael and I just wanted to become Michael's the other half. You've met him before. We just wanted to become a content machine, a factory that pumps out content all the time, every day. Top tier, elite tier content. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I checked out your like content like on like YouTube and TikTok. Looks really well done. Oh, thank you. So you guys all right produced and obviously. Yep. Uh, like star of your own content version as well, right? Yeah, write, produce, act, direct, edit. Pretty much just the two of us will cast other people from time to time. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's been interesting, like um, being out here in LA and meeting people who act, you know, actors and stuff. It's it's been interesting seeing how um, because we know how to edit, mm -hmm. it's actually we're almost like more. How do I say this? We're almost more like successful as actors because we know how to edit. Mm. Because we're able to make our own stuff and write and produce and edit our own stuff, I don't even think of myself really as an actor. But we've made more strides as an actor than some actors we know, just because we can, you know, get our stuff out there. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that's such a huge、uh, advantage if you can edit your own stuff, right? Like now, nowadays the biggest TikTok talker all because they can edit their own stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, what's the most challenging part for you guys? Do you think writing is hard, or like performing, or like editing? Which is the one take most of your time? Hmm. Good question. It's all very time consuming. Editing takes a lot of time, but、um, I think where we、uh, like where we're the weakest is performance. I feel as though we could be better performers. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're bad, but I think that's where we have the most、uh, room for growth. Writing seems to come just kind of naturally. I think we both naturally just have a lot of ideas, or we just sort of see the world with a lens where we can, just, you know, like a lot of stand-up comedians, they're like, "Oh, that's a bit for stand-up." I just see the world through sketch. The world is one giant sketch. Life's a bit, you know. Everywhere <laughs> you go, you saw the idea, right? Sort of, yeah. That, I mean, that's sort of how it is. It just kind of is like I see it through sketch more than I do any other. Mm. Yeah, than like stand up or anything. Yeah. Okay, Tyler. I know we have so much to talk about,、okay. but you have some special. I do. Things you prepare for. I can't wait to. It's not to that. Okay. It's not super prepared. It's just I, I had the first couple lines figured out, um,、uh, but I, I'm gonna do a rap. I'm gonna do a rap、oh、in the in the Cat C show. So I just need to find like a. A beat.、Um, That is so cool. I didn't know you have this hidden talent. <laughs> yes, hidden talent. Now, is it, is it, does it have to be royalty free? The beat, probably. I think I think it should be cool. I don't with, know. With, with, with anything. Yeah. Okay. Also, you can just do anything, right? Freestyle. Yeah, just freestyle. Yep.、Whoa. So,、uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try a freestyle, but I、I'm, I need to find a beat.、Um, <sighs> give me ten seconds to think here. Sorry, this will be worth it. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Okay.、Um, This is like a nice surprise. <laughs>
well so well Tyler is looking for this and uh, I just want to say like I watched some of your like videos uh, like you guys are actually pretty good actor even you okay. said you guys are not a good actor okay because like, I think every ca character you guys played uh really good okay yeah. uh, I like that I'll take that <laughs> okay let me think here um I don't want it to be too fast because I need some time to, you know, I want to be able to kind of think. Mm -hmm. um, let, let me think. Uh, okay, I've got one. I've got one. This is an old one by 50 Cent. Whoa. Classic. Exactly. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'll play this. Let's see if, see if I can get a, mm. see if I can get it going here. Oh dear. Is it good? That's good, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Mm. What's in this car? Taycan? Taycan. That's yeah. how you pronounce it? Yeah, Porsche Taycan. Ah. Uh. Mm. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm chilling in the Porsche with Cat C. Looking for a, a bad B. Ooh, trying to find a daddy. That's me, actually. Rap on the nasty rap beat. Yes, pass it back to me. Yo, yes. Let me get something off my chest. Yes, my haters stay stressed. My haters stay anxious. And they say depressed. Yes, look, my haters don't have sex. Get it? That and they don't have a sex. Yes, that means no XXX. And that means no XY or XX. Yes, yo, had to get that off my chest. Like I said, like I stopped benching the press. <laughs> yes, hold up. Next, content machine on the rise. We next, we the best. Yes, okay, that's about <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is so crazy! Yes! You just came up with this right away. Right away, yes. This is so crazy, right? Okay. Like, I, I'm trying to keep going, but... The beat is good. That is so good! You should have just loaded the rap right there. That's takes lots of talent. Oh, thank you so much, Kat. Oh my gosh, I, I'm impressed. That's okay. good. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> this is definitely hate in Thailand. You okay. should do that for a content machine. I think people for a rap? I, we did it while I did one. Yeah. I've done one or two oh, before. Wow, that is so good. Thank you. So when did you start doing this? Content machine or the rapping? The rapping. That was like, we were, you know, middle school and high school, we're kind of messing around. Mm. I just, I would rap a lot. Wow. As the token white guy who can rap, you know? <laughs> that is that is good, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that is so cool. I'm like so impressed. <laughs> you have to do that in my show sometimes. Okay. This yeah. is the Ice House show you do? Or what's it called? Uh, yes, I have okay. a show at Ice House. You should come like on July 15th. Um, okay. That's, um, I also have other shows. I did a show at Comedy Store and some other venue as well. Okay. Yeah, because I've, I've seen like uh, some other people do like, you know, conscious rap. Okay. This comedy show, literally this week. I was like, oh wow, that is pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, because it's kind of similar to comedy, you're telling story, right? Yeah, exactly. It's very like a similar, like stand-up comedy, you're telling story in, in your own way. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think I'd be good at stand-up. Really? I don't know. Because you guys actually, I, I wanted to ask you about this as well. So like for lots of your skits comedy, obviously like you guys write it, right? Yeah. Like oh, most of are like comedy, right? So like which means you understand a comedy, you understand timing and the characters very well. Decently, yeah, I suppose. Mm. 
so like um right now you guys most focus on just kind of like like writing different characters it seems like i've seen some people they do is like they play one character over and over but you guys always have right. different characters right? right in each like different content there yeah I, I feel like we see a lot of people who do the same character over and over which mm -hmm. can work and that works well but then it kind of is like after a year of doing that how many more ideas do you have with that? You know what I mean? It you get like, burned out. I feel like you get burned out. I feel like people get burned out watching. You do the same exact joke over and over, and it's the same character. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like, I don't know. But at the same time, it's it's sort of like a good marketing strategy because then people know you as, oh, you're like the blank guy. You're the guy who does like that. Like if I just, like if I rapped or something. Oh, you're like the guy who does the rap things. Which, I guess that's almost different in a way, but, but even that, I've seen, there's a guy who does, like, the Eminem, he does, like, fake Eminem raps, mm -hmm. and he's, like, he does, like, an Eminem parody, I don't know if you've seen him, and I, I saw a couple, of them like, oh, these are pretty good, and then after two or three, you're, like, okay, it's kind of old, because it's the same thing over and over, yeah. you know, but the first time you see, like, oh, this is awesome, but that's all, that's all it, you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Because I feel like you, eventually you may run out of content, like, you know. Yeah. But it, like you said, it could be good pros and cons. People identify you as this character. Yeah, it's, like, good to get typecast, I think, if you're trying to be an actor. It's, like, good to almost get, like, yeah, mm -hmm. boxed in. At least in the short term, it's good. Because you can at least become known as the guy who does that in the short term. But then in the long term, you, you kind of, then you get boxed in. You yeah, know. and also, like, I, I wonder, like, how can you keep doing the same, like, character? Like, you have to keep writing different content, different, like, dialogues, and then it's very easy to run out of content that way. Yeah, exactly. Any applaud, people can do that, right? Yeah. So, like, uh, Tyler, how long you guys have been doing Content Machine? Yeah, so, we've been doing it as a version of it since, uh, you know, uh, probably, like, 12 years. Wow. Yeah, so we've been doing it a long time, and we have zero success up until about last year. Uh -huh. So it took a long time to do to get anywhere with it. But yeah, we we've been doing it on and off for yeah since like 20, 2009, probably. Wow. Two thousand ten. So consistency is the key, right? Yeah, and we weren't even very consistent back then. And then recently, we were just like, ah, you know, we were like, let's go all all the way. Yeah, so we do it full time now. Oh, wow. So, like, how did you guys come up with ideas? Just said uh, you want to make content. That's it. Yeah, we just, I, we always wanted to have, like, a sketch comedy show. And, mm. you know, now it's just like, well, we can just make our own stuff on YouTube. So, there's a way we can, if we really want a show, we can just make our own show on YouTube and just post the individual sketches. It was like, you know, I don't know how, why it took us so long <laughs> to figure that out. Yeah, I know. Because nowadays, like, people would rather watch on, like, you know, YouTube or TikTok instead of watching on TV, right? Especially with the writer strike and they're not making anything. It's no, like, yeah. perfect time for us to swoop in and make content. Exactly. You're so right about that, Tyler. I feel like right now there's, like, nothing you can do as actors. But, like, if you're content creators, like, you know, you can still keep making content. Exactly. And I also feel you have more freedom to doing whatever you like to do. So, as an actor, a lot of times, like you said, you get a typecasting. You are waiting for opportunity to come along. It's kind of like, you know, depressing, like waiting for the casting call. I think if you, as an actor, you are your own producer, writer, and editor, you can write whatever you want to play, right? Any character you want to do. Exactly. You have yeah. way more freedom. 
have more freedom and it seems like there's less gatekeeping and less like networking and stuff and it's just like oh mm -hmm. can you make the content or not and i feel like a lot of the people out in la who work sort of this is not for stand-up or for comedy but more for like the film industry tv industry world it seems like they actually like the gatekeeping in a way because they like having gone to like the school with the you know and the networking and they're able to parlay that into jobs and stuff mm -hmm. and it's like oh they i want them to come out into the wild where we are i want to see what they what they do out in the jungle where we where we make content every day they're safe in their system and they're safe in this protected in the in the walls in the gated the gated walls we're out in the jungle hunting for our, our food my uncle had this quote growing up he'd always tell me um you know there's mm -hmm. there's chickens and there's eagles chickens stay in the coop and they're safe and they get feed every day mm -hmm. but eagles they have to hunt for their meal and they don't eat every day but when they do when they do get a kill they can get a feast so i like to think of us we've kind of you know we don't have jobs now we do this full time and it's kind of like hey if we're not making content we're not making money you know there's no there's no like you know when i had a job you know there'd be days you're like oh i could kind of phone it in and not really try my hardest and pretty much still get paid the same yeah but now it's like if if we don't produce there's we're overdone so <laughs> do you prefer to be ego do obviously you prefer to be ego i think i prefer to be ego to chicken and yet you know it might be good to go through the you have to go through the chicken process to learn that it's you want to become an eagle eventually and i don't know it's not for everyone some people like the comfort and security but to me like this kind of stuff is it's the best because you can like the you know internet sketch comedy content creation stuff because you have full control of what you do you know um you can make what you want it's creatively fulfilling you can make a lot of money at it if you do the right thing you can have like fame or whatever if you're after that you can have recognition uh so it's like no, there's nothing you can't achieve with what we're doing that you could achieve with like getting on um you know getting a sketch comedy show on netflix or something and i've even seen some of the sketch comedy shows on netflix and i've, I've watched like some of the top ones and i'm like I was like, this isn't even funny, to, in my opinion. I know, yeah. He's like, wait, this is the best show? Like, I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just because some people have a relationship with networks. And like, yeah. And also, a lot of times, comedy is very subjective, right? True. It just had one book, like you mentioned about gatekeeping. I hate that as well. Okay. Like being in Hollywood for a while, like maybe just like one gatekeeper uh, uh, say, oh, I like this, so I'm going to put it on, right? It's like, uh, that means the whole society like that. Right yeah yeah or they'll say no to you or whatever whatever and we haven't even really tried doing anything that way so it's like yeah i i have no personal real experience with it it's almost an imagined i i've imagined they've rejected me before we've even tried you know so we haven't have like, you ever tried to go uh, like casting call yet no oh wow I mean, you're still like a very that's good i think it's gonna keep that mentality otherwise it kind of trump like traumatized <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've been i mean we did one thing but it right. was just like it was kind of through a friend and through a referral we technically auditioned for it but that mm. that was that's it i don't want you know it's, it seems you enjoy like, that process it just seems like a waste of time it's like if i'm able to if i'm good enough to get a role auditioning for something for some small bit part well then i'm then i'm good enough to make something on my own yeah if it's good do you know what i'm saying like if it's if you're if you're good enough to be able to get cast in something then you should believe you're good enough to make your own thing and make it that way but i like i said i think people don't like to do it this way don't like the this this sort of independent way because 
there's no hiding. There, you either produ- you can make stuff and it's funny and it gets views, or it doesn't. Mm. There's no hiding in the in the system. Like, oh, I was a copywriter on this one little part of this ad, but we came from like an ad background in Minneapolis. We made like we would make ads and stuff. So mm. in the ad agency world, so that was kind of like what people do. And it's like you wrote like two words on a like Beats by Dre, do more. And it's like, I worked on this commercial. It's like, you wrote three words for a commercial. It's like, it doesn't count, you know? And so, like, I think my my point of this is I feel like people love, like, they actually do love the system. They love being part of, mm-hmm. like, the networking and the politicking and the this and that. And it's like, I don't know, we don't really want to be part of that. Or it's just like, we just want to make stuff. And, yeah, you, you either can make it or you can't, you know? Yeah, I think also like right now you guys are doing the right thing. The, the world and the industry, even Hollywood, is heading to that direction now. Like the traditional actors, like totally. some some of them, like even like right now the auditioning, you have to start re- film yourself for auditioning. And some actor, I have this casting director did my uh, podcast. I said that some actors could not even record themselves. They are so used to it. They just know, okay, I'm gonna bring my size. I'm gonna go to show up right now. Like since COVID. Lots of uh, auditioning are done self tape. Yeah, they don't they don't even know how to do self tape. They don't know how to edit it. They don't know how to do any of those. So yeah, like I feel like the world is heading to that direction. And also like with all the streaming service, everyone's picking up like a mini series. They they rather watch that some other content creators content instead of lots of boring TV series. Got to cancel after one season. Nobody watch it. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes with those things, and like I've talked to people in the industry, and they'll. You know, they'll be a part of some development team or some production company that goes and makes a movie, and then they're like, hey, listen, like, we know this isn't the highest form of art, but we just got to do it to, like, blah, 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 sell or whatever. And it's like, they're already doing, why not just, again, why not just do it for your own stuff? If you're going to sell out like that anyway, you might as well do it for yourself and make, like, Mm -hmm. your own choices and make your own money for, like, your own company in a way. Where, I I guess, like, what am I trying to say here? Like, it seems as though... It just seems like that, like people don't, there's no, they don't have like the heart in that anyway. Well, if you make your own stuff, it's like, hey, I believe in what I'm making because it's just me and Michael. Yeah. That's it. There's no, there's no other people putting their input in and these out of touch producers and executives being like, oh, it needs this, it needs this. It's just what we want to make, mm. you know? And also, I think that takes lots of like self-discipline, dedication, because you basically, like you said, you work for yourself, you hunt for yourself, and it's not like nine to five or like you go on set. You say people tell, oh, you do this, you do that, but you guys have to start from scratch, do it yourself, right? Right? From editing, edit, motion graphics, producing, casting, yeah, rental locations, mm-hmm. yeah. Like we were shooting, you know, I don't know a couple weeks ago or something and we were driving by like the writer strike people in the morning and we saw the writer strike and then we were shooting all day for like you know 10 hours 12 hours and then we see on the way back hey they're done at five <laughs> we were still going till like eight or nine you know what I mean? it's like hey we're here we're out working these guys strikes even you know I mean? <laughs> they're striking and they're out working what they're doing just and they only do that like what two days a week and they rotate so sorry i'm not trying to bash them but uh, i am trying to bash them and uh, yeah we're out working you guys I, I totally agree with you on this okay. one as well, right? Okay. Because like lots of people just keep complaining what's not happening for them. Why don't you just take that as motivation? Do something, make something out of it. That's my takeaway from the writer strike is you want to be on the you want to be on the ownership side of the streaming platform. Mm-hmm. You want to be owning your own stuff. 
clearly because they're making so much money off streaming. It's like, hey, the lesson to be learned is figure out a way to get a to own a streaming platform. That's yeah. my or a Patreon or something. You know, Dropout TV. That's what College Humor turned into. They kind of have a good a good model set up now. It's like they make a ton of money. There's a, there's a ton of Patreons that make a bunch of money. You know, mm-hmm. it's like why why would you rather be you know Shane Gillis. Yeah. yeah. It's like Shane Gillis got whatever canceled from SNL. Would you rather be Shane Gillis or someone on SNL? I would rather be Shane Gillis. Mm-hmm. He is better. He makes more money. He can do what he wants. It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. But it's like, no, but I want to tell my parents that I, I got on SNL and they'll be proud of me. And that's like what people are after, it seems like. And it's like, I, it's I don't know. Like, it's an ego. Yeah. It, it is sort of an ego thing. It seems like people are focused on the wrong things. Whereas, you know, and you could say focusing on money is the wrong thing. Fair enough. But Michael and I have always just tried to like, we just want to go professional. That's mm-hmm. it. We just want to do it full time and be professional and make enough money to make a living. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, maybe we'll figure out what to do from there. Maybe we want to make a lot more money. But we just have always been like, how do we do this to make money? Because once you can do it full time and make money and make a living off of it, then you can get really good at it. Because you're we're doing it 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah. Whereas if you have a day job and you're just doing it with your you know, 15, 20 hours a week and you're already tired from your job and you're already spent mentally and physically, then you can't quite you know, give it your all. But once you can make just enough to live off of it, you can just dive in and go full steam at it. And now it's me and Michael both doing it. Mm-hmm. So now it's like we're able to get a hundred plus hours a week on content machine, just grinding, grinding, and drilling out, you know, mm-hmm. pumping out content. Yeah. Plus I think you guys have a lot of mentalities like you have to produce in content. You have that pressure. And the, instead of some people just waiting, it's coming, right? Yeah, this kind of reminds me, I think you and Michael are so talented, you guys also know how to do editing, which is like the things, lots of like other, con- like, I and mean, even I've seen some other content creators, they have to hire other people. Yeah. They depend on the other editor yeah. or something. It's kind of like sometimes you, once you start depending on other people, yeah. it's kind of hard, right? You, like you, you have to pump out the content like a lot. Yeah, yeah, that, so we've done that before a little bit when we've been in pinches, we'll like send it to friends and stuff who we know who edit, who we've worked with, and you know, here and there, but it's usually, it's me and Michael, like, you know, 90% of it is us, but I would say like with that, like we've thought about it and like hiring editors and like expanding and growing, but mm-hmm. the fear with that is like if you grow too much and then you have payroll and you have to pay an editor, you know, whatever, what you know, how much ever, 40 grand a year or whatever, a random number, then you have to make, you have to hit that number no matter what. You can't take risks. And you, mm-hmm. you have, you can't be, yeah, you can't take risks that might lose money because you have to make that payroll. So now you take only safer and safer bets. That's what the industry, that's what like Hollywood has become already. It's become this thing that's like, it doesn't take any calculated risk. It's totally it's already like written by like algorithm and AI, like the WGA protest. It's like no more AI. It's like you guys are almost already mm-hmm. basically an algorithm of like of of slop content, in my opinion. Anyway, mm-hmm. so so I when I we're, t- we're a little hesitant to hire editors in that sense full time. We've been going back and forth on it for like six months, just mm-hmm. because then yeah, then you have to make the decisions that make money, and when it's, mm-hmm. then you're forced to. Well, we've always been a very big, uh, my, actually, Mozzie's the one who's always kind of like, you don't want to be desperate. Because once you're desperate, then they have you. Mm-hmm. But if you're never desperate, then you can, you never have to do anything you don't want. That's so well said. So, so yeah. he's always, he said that forever. So his whole thing was always to like make, um, mm-hmm. to make, he's like, he wanted to make enough money just to be able to leverage it. Because like if you go to a job, 
you go to if you have a job, you go to another job interview, and they're like, hey, we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. You can go back to your job and say, hey, I'm going to leave unless you can beat a hundred thousand dollars. Right. You know what I mean? And you have that leverage. Anyway, so that's just uh. I don't even know what that was about. But that's that's Michael's uh, genius insight is about never being desperate. Yeah. Plus, I feel like uh, uh, some people said, uh, even I had this uh, content creator did my podcast last week. She said she used to hire an editor, but she felt like sometimes the editor don't grasp your vision. True. You that know? too. Yeah, yeah. right. Because you, you write that. You you know how you want it turned out. But some editors, they cut out the, the pieces you don't want it. And then you yes. end up having to redo it again. Yeah, and you might have to cut it again anyway yourself. Yeah, it's like... And you lost money paying them to do right. it. It's kind of like a director always, like even for bigger film, they want director's cut. And then director want to go sit there with the editor. They want to have their cut because they know in their head how I wanted the storytelling is like. Yes, right? exactly. And, um, um, and like the really good editors, sometimes they can elevate the vision. But they cost a lot of money. Those guys will be employed forever. They're expensive because real, no one wants to edit. So really good editors are are really expensive, you know? Yeah, like those editors, it's like, uh, work on different, like, a feature film, right? So they're like, oh, you'd rather cut it yourself. You know how to cut it, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the best. One of the things that we say is, like, we, c we couldn't afford ourselves. Like, mm -hmm. if, we, if someone were to hire us to edit for their stuff, like, if we were to hire us to do this, what we would charge, we couldn't afford. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you cloned me and Michael and then we were going to try to outsource the editing to them, we, we wouldn't have enough money to be able to pay them to do it where we could really make a profit off of it, if that makes sense. That is so well said. So this is kind of like the perfect segue. I want to ask my next question about this as well. So you guys know like some uh, YouTuber, they start to have their own production company, right? So like, you know, this company called Wang, Wang Fu Production, mm -mm. based in downtown LA. They've been doing this for... 20 years now. So the started the founder, they want to be actor, realized they kind of saw that coming long time ago. So like, okay, instead of going to become like slaves of Hollywood, I'm going to create my own content. So then they started to producing like YouTube content. And as soon they started a production company and they started making content for other people as well. Basically, yeah, you can hire them. Okay. They can film, they can write for you, produce for you, edit for you. They have their own like studio. So, like, do you think you and Michael will want to do that one day, or you just want to folks make your own content? Good question. I think, I mean, we've gone back and forth on this too a little bit, but I think we want to make our own content. That's it, right? You I just think that's it. To... Yeah, we just want to make, like, our own stuff, and, mm -hmm. yeah, even if we don't make, because, yeah, there are people who probably make more money do, doing stuff like that route, you know, and, yeah. We, we all want to make money but i don't know there's something about like what's the point of making money if you're not doing what you want to sort of mm -hmm. thing like if you have all, millions of dollars but you're a, you are stuck in this job you hate well what's the point of having the money the point of having the money is to have a better life and if you just hate it like why even make the money you know yeah, what I, mean? I enjoy like say making that content you you truly believe right that too yeah so like that's kind of like the the direction some people they uh they're like okay i'm just gonna make some money by producing other people's content yeah yeah so but that's not the way the route you guys want to go yeah and a lot of those people they're not necessarily like creative which is fine they're just mm -hmm. more like uh you know um operations types or producer types and that's 
that's fine too. Then they'll just say, "Hey, look, I want to help you put it together. I don't really know the creative stuff, but I I know the business side, or I know the money side, or the producing, mm -hmm. and let's make it happen." So, yeah, you, we all need people like that too, who mm -hmm. can do stuff like that. So, uh, Tyler, do you feel like coming up with the ideas is, is difficult for you? It's just very natural for you. You just kind of naturally have so many ideas. You're like. <laughs> Um, usually it's natural, but some weeks will be like, we don't have any ideas. And I'll sit there and be like, we have nothing, no, no good ideas. And then other times it's like, you just can't stop getting good ideas. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, it just ebbs and flows. But, um, but generally, it's, they just come. And it's one of those things where I think if people are like really struggling super hard to come up with ideas, mm -hmm. like too much, it's kind of like, hey, you might not be in the right field. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's that much of a challenge, it's like, you shouldn't be doing this because it should be somewhat natural. There should be some reason that you were drawn to this. You know what, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. If, if you force yourself to say, oh my gosh, today I had to come up with some ideas, then you won't be fun for you anymore, right? That too, yeah. But, and, and, some, and sometimes we do that, but not, you know, not often. Usually we just have an idea and write it down. But yeah, if you're like, if you're sitting there like, hmm, I, I have no ideas. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't be like a writer or a content creator or a filmmaker or a creative person. Maybe like just about, yeah, not a creative type. Just yeah. Kind of like you say, hire to produce. Yeah. To film or something. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and so for your content, uh, like, you know, do you feel like most of your content are more like just socially relative, kind of relative, like, like what's going on in our society right now? You got inspired by that. So a little bit. Yeah. Uh, We've tried to, Michael and I have talked about this at length too, but we definitely like kind of going um, more like absurdist with some of the stuff and just ridiculous. Like, I don't know, we've actually gotten away from that and that's something we want to go back into. But yeah, sometimes you'll see stuff in society and it's just like, this is so crazy and it's so funny. And it's like, let's just make fun of it. And then people don't like that because it's not part of like the the narrative that is like supposed to be correct or whatever. And that's like the fun part. <laughs> it's like if, if they weren't so uptight about it it wouldn't be as fun for us but that's i like doing that stuff because it's like mm. that's again that's why i wanted it to be just me and michael and not have this big en enterprise because it's like then we can still do what we want and it's still say exactly what we want like the guys who made south park like i think are a good example of that like matt and trey mm -hmm. they it, there's just just the two of them and they have full control of south park and the only reason that show is the way it is is because they have full control. You know if a producer got in there, they would tame it down, whatever, whatever. But those guys are worth like six, seven hundred million dollars a piece. Yeah. And it's because they're saying what they think, right or wrong. Which, yeah, I it's like It's very that. organic, right? Because yeah. unfiltered as well. You, you can tell it's their voice. Yeah. It's not controlled by someone else. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember there was another show on Comedy Central a while ago called The Workaholics? Yeah. Several guys, you know, they kind of like created their own thing that also kind of real friends. Yep. Yeah, because it kind of like reminded me of that, you guys. Okay. So you have your own ideas, and you just making things kind of based on your own like style, right? Dynamic. That yeah. is so cool. So like Tyler, you and Michael decided to move to LA. Um, is that because you guys want to head to a direction original, like eventually going to start making some TV and film or just going to be focused on content? The idea was just to do content and it was just there were maybe more people out here to potentially collaborate with. And there's something about it where people don't like, you know, from Minnesota and there would, there would be guys you would see who would move to LA 
for five years and then come back and they would be like, oh, these guys are like from LA. And they were treated very seriously, even if they weren't like necessarily better. And if you leave out here and you're in the industry, you do, you are generally better than the people back in like Minnesota. It, sorry, it's true. So we were just like, let's just get out there and see what all the fuss is about and see if we can maybe network and collaborate with people. But yeah, they're in the back of our mind. It's like, hey, yeah, I guess Hollywood's out here. You know, we could do something with the script if something were to pop up and maybe mm. we pitch a, a sketch pilot to someone. But we've really put no effort into it. We've just been making stuff. But my point is, I think even just being in LA, people just treat you more seriously and you're like, oh, you, these guys are like serious about it. They're not amateurs. They're professionals. They're taking mm. it seriously yeah plus you gotta like this vibe you're gonna come to swim with sharks exactly <laughs> swimming with the alpha sharks exactly the, the, there's the sharks out here and you gotta you better know how to swim yeah exactly toss in the ocean sink yeah. or swim yeah plus you get to work like i don't know about me so i do feel like um la we have like it's a poor talent right and that exactly that was that was another yeah. big reason is like i have to turn down this right here no you go for it um that was another reason is like everyone in minnesota who was any good seemed like they left yeah. and they would move to la or other places and stuff so it was like Anyone who was serious about it in Minnesota moved to LA, and it was like, well, you know, we're serious about it, so then we moved. Yeah, it's just working with other people too. There, there just is less of a talent pool. There are still some good people there. I don't want to like completely bash it, but yeah, it's just infinite people out here. You have an unlimited supply of. Oh, there's that beat again. <laughs> oh my God, we, we, we miss you. Gonna wrap again. <laughs> we gotta end the one if you want to. Okay, it. okay, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe we can do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just an unlimited pool of like actors and stuff out here. And it's not like, it just seemed like when you get on set with some of the actors in Minnesota, they just had no clue what they were doing. Well, at least a lot of people out here on set, they just have been on set before. So they mm -hmm. understand just how it works. Like there was one time in Minnesota, we did a, um, a, 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 like a commercial shoot for some corporate company. And, you know, I remember... Michael showed up and he's setting up the lights and stuff, setting up 20 minutes into the start of the shoot, mm. 20 minutes since we've been there. Why aren't we rolling yet? Mm. And it's like 20, it takes like 20 minutes to load in gear. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It takes like an hour to actually get a shot up. And sometimes more. If, it, mm. if you're really like trying to fine tune, it could take like, you know, it depends obviously, but it's like, why aren't we rolling yet? It's like, well, you've clearly never been on a set before and you're in charge of this. Anyway, yeah. I sound so mean and bitter no, this whole time. I sound so judgmental and frustrated, but it, 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 we got away from all of that now, which is nice. And it's like, okay, we don't have to deal with people who are completely clueless anymore. Yeah, so you guys already come to like Hollywood made it. So is that guy, you got, what do you guys do back in Minnesota? Do like commercial stuff? Yeah, commercial stuff and sort of like corporate and brand stuff and social media stuff too. Um, mm. Yeah, and I worked at a production company in Minnesota, for Bizarre Foods, we made that show, which I was just a PA on it for a couple of years. But yeah, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we, we have backgrounds in sort of filmmaking, advertising adjacent things. Yeah, yeah, that's why you guys already, you already know what you're doing, right? It's not like some content creator just say, hey, I have an idea, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, we have a little bit of, uh, I guess, more traditional background in a way, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you guys already kind of know the production. That's very good because I was talking to this content creator that they, when I saw she makes content, like she just do a traditional filmmaking way. She'll write the like script and then we're doing the shots. It's just like traditional filmmaking coming from filmmakers background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why your content was stands out, right? Yeah, it was sort of like we almost were like kind of filmmakers turned content creators where we just make mm. sketch comedy and just distribute it on the platforms. Mm. That's just instead of, because, you know, instead of having a Netflix show or instead of having any type of show, we just release it ourselves on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. And yeah. then you make a little bit from each of those and it adds up and then you can do it full time and make decent money. Right. Plus you have full, just like a freedom to create whatever you want. Honestly, like, Look at cable TV is dying, it's and bad, like yeah, even like people don't even think lots of uh, stuff on Netflix not good enough. Yep. You know that's why people are kind of joined to TikTok, watch content there instead. Exactly. And, yeah. So like I think that's gonna be the future with Gen Z grow up, and then nobody's gonna watch TV anymore. Yeah. Exactly. I think uh, I don't think they they sit and watch it anymore. And now what they're doing with Netflix is like they're. Uh, they have to start it right away with action because if it's not interesting in five minutes, people will just go to the next thing. It used to not be that way. If you go and sit in the theater, you're going to probably sit there for the whole movie. But now you're fighting the scroll. That's what we always call it. Like you're fighting the scroll. Just you have to get their attention right away and keep it because you can just scroll like that to the next video if it's not entertaining or keeps your attention. And I think a lot of people in the traditional world still fail. Um, to like see that and they're catching up they're late to it the YouTubers are actually were the first to figure that out mm -hmm. and now Netflix is becoming like that anyway so it's like well why even bother why not just make it again yourself um, uh, but yeah it's, it's uh, it seems like a lot of the more traditional people just think of like well this would be good for this and it's like yeah but then no one's gonna watch it if you make that decision that might be the right filmmaking idea but you have to lean in a little bit to like how do I keep retention up? Yeah, like people say, even for those videos, like the first five seconds needs to have a hook, getting people like interested, right? Yeah, uh, first second, yeah, first right second. away. I would Otherwise, say, people swiped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the name, unfortunately, the name of the game is just attention. It's the attention economy. How do you get people's attention, and then how do you keep it? Those are the two main statistics that matter on YouTube: is CTR and AVD click-through rate. So, how much people are clicking on your thumbnail and or your title, a combination of those. What percent of people see it and then click, and then AVD average view duration. How long are people watching for? That's it. That's all that matters. All the other stuff, it 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 kind yeah. There's certain things like that might matter, but those are the main two things of of how to make you know things work in the algorithm on uh, on YouTube, and it's I'll, you always hear people like, "Oh, I'm shadow banned." Oh, I'm, it's like, no, you just didn't make something that was like attention getting enough, mm. or interesting enough, or funny enough, or blah blah blah. I sound like a, a mean man today. I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> that is so true. Honestly, like everything nowadays, it's, it is like just one second, right? You gotta like even we go on TikTok. It's like so many contents there. If the first like two seconds I'm not interested, you swipe, right? So do you even feel like TikTok get people's attention span even shorter? Like, cause I remember I used to watch YouTube. Now I just mainly watch TikTok right now. Cause like it's like even like the you know, how you consume content is even faster, right? Yeah. Just swipe, swipe. On YouTube, you have to go, I just select. 
Yeah, yep. And it, it's it's the auto it auto plays, mm -hmm. which we were so excited for once we figured out that because we always we always felt like you know arrogantly we thought we were funny. We're like we're funny. No one's watching our videos. Mm -hmm. And then once videos started to auto play on TikTok, it started to work for us. So I was like, okay, if people see our stuff, they do seem to watch it. How do we get them to see it more? And we totally neglected like the marketing or like branding side of it in a way but like we always talk about it where it's like you know it's like wine in a on a shelf mm -hmm. you might have great wine but if your label is bad no one's buying it no one even knows if it's good mm -hmm. so you just and we were totally neglecting that like who cares about the thumbnail it's like 50 percent of it is mm -hmm. the thumbnail the thumbnail is almost just as important if not you know it's like equally as important as the video or thumbnail and title mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying and it's like how it looks or what and you know on these autoplay things like instagram or tiktok or, or youtube shorts where you just swipe and then it's a new thing there's not really a thumbnail it just starts playing so you that first second is your thumbnail so you have to kind of just like lay out what the video is right away in the title and right away with the action and you have to do something funny or interesting or dramatic or get people's attention in some way and that's sort of like the poster for the movie is the first second. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully you have something interesting enough for a second or two. And then you can start to actually build the story and do jokes and then blah, blah, blah. But like we'll make intentional decisions where it's like, oh, wait, we can just cut these two lines at the top and just start. And then instead of saying mm -hmm. like, like what, like what am I trying to say here? Like you almost give away the joke with the title. That's what we've started to figure out. A lot of times, it's you feel natural to like hold the joke and set it up, and then punchline. Right. No, you do the joke right away. Oh. So it's kind of like I'm trying to give an example for it. Like if Cat, Cat C, and Tyler sit in the car, and they and then Cat says something crazy. That would be okay, you know, because you can kind of be like, oh, people might stick around to watch. But you would almost, but whatever that crazy thing is, like. Cat hates white people. Mm. You would just say that in the title. Catsy hates white people. That would be your title. Instead of Catsy says something crazy, crazy, and then you show you saying, hey, do you know what I'm saying? So you have to give away like the sort of like a joke right there. Yeah. And get people interested. Guess oh why right? Exactly. Kind of. And do you hate white people? Oh my gosh. No, I'm kidding. I'm teasing. I'm kidding. <laughs> I shouldn't have even said that enough to put that on the spot. No, no, no. But like example, right? Because it's just like exactly, it's something yeah. dramatic. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something you have to grab people's attention and then you kind of lead them to people to watch the story. But that, exactly. And, and unfortunately, negative things do better. Yes. And that's just human psychology. That's not all oh, the the media is evil. No, the media just figured out that's what works. Because negativity kind of like impact people's brain more like, than like, positivity. Yeah, yeah. You like that's why people like to watch those caring videos. On yeah, TikTok, like, <laughs> watching those people going crazy. Yeah, it's always like yeah, okay, great. Yeah, that's why kind of the whole stand of comedy is like based on that. It's based on negativity as well. Yeah, and and there's something where it's just more. Yeah, people just whatever tap into it more like if you said like if the caption was cat c loves whatever ice cream mm. that would be okay but it should it should be like cat c hates ice cream cat c says why you should never eat ice cream it, it just kind of is like well why never people it kind of makes you want to know already 
and then you just can start getting into the video and you don't have to set it up. You just have set it up already with the exposition on the title. Right. If exactly. that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. It's also, like, the, nowadays, I, I watch this content, I realize, like, you know, it's punchline, punchline, punchline. So fast. goes, like, people want, like you said, we don't have time to watch the build-up story. It's just going to have to keep going, right? Yeah. Punchline, punchline. Yeah. So people don't, I don't even have, like, you know, attention span to sit in the movie theater watching a movie anymore. Yeah. Like, I, when, when was your last time you go to the movie theater? <laughs> yeah, probably like a year ago. Yeah. So it's been a while. I mean, if I, I just go there, I would feel like, I'm like, I, I got so antsy sometimes. I was like, oh my God. Uh, okay, uh, should I check on my phone now? <laughs> it's like, you know, right. it's like, just don't have attention to me. You know, back then when we were kids, they had to wait one week to watch some TVs like that. Right. I was like, well, nowadays there's so much content out there. That's another thing. It's like, it's like a war zone right now. It is. Content, right? Because if I go on Netflix, I spend more time browsing. I'm like, what should I watch? I didn't end up watching anything. I just like browsing from, should I watch this? Should I? My God, like, you know, you don't know even what you want to watch. The, I, I know you're saying that. There's almost part of you that's just like, hey, just deliver, deliver, have the algorithm deliver it to me. So I don't have to sit here and decide for 10 minutes. Because mm. I could have been watching something, like let it figure it out for me and I'll just watch what it, I, I kind of know what you're saying. Yeah, that's why they have like a recommendation for you or right. something. Like AI, like you mentioned, it's so right. It's always like taking over, yeah. right? Like in our life, like, you know, based on your uh, like search, uh, based on what you watch, they're going to recommend something to you. So yeah. AI is already started there. Like, you know, in the WGA thing, I was talking to one of my writer friends who work for Disney right now, they're off work right now. They're like, oh, we just worry in the future, in the writer room, they're just going to use AI and hiring staff writer anymore. I mean, it's already happening. You can't really stop it. Unfortunately, you know, that, you know, holding up picket signs won't stop people from using AI because then the content creators who aren't in the union are just going to use it and make better stuff. And then while they're out holding signs. You know? Yeah, I know. This uh, whole thing, that writer strike, then it's like a screen actor strike. I'm like, that's why I feel like, you know, I got into stand-up comedy. I also want, want to have more control of my career. I just feel like, you know, instead of waiting for, like, people give you opportunity, just start creating more content. Even, like, lots of stand-up comedy, um, they they kind of start heading to this direction as well. Like, as a comedian these days, you have to create skits. Yeah. Like club, like in the, in the old time, I, honestly, I hate networking as well. Like in the traditional community, you have to go to club, network with the, the booker, the club owner. I'm like, why? Right. If you are funny, you just put it out there. Let the society decide you're funny or not. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How, how can one person decide you are funny or not? Yeah. Especially the, the person who is so jaded. Yeah, right. exactly. That's why, and that's, yeah, we think the same thing, which is why it's like, we just, instead of having one boss, we have one million, one millionths of a boss mm -hmm. deciding if we're funny or not, you know? Yeah, like, that is, eventually, if you're funny, like, everybody gonna see it. But there is one question I do want to ask you, Ted. Do you think the algorithm sometimes is based on, oh, like, some of my friends said, oh, sometimes you just get lucky, and the algorithm catch it, your content. But I still think the content matters. I think it matters. And it's, I think, like, I mean, you know, who knows really what they're doing with, like, the algorithm stuff behind the scenes. But generally, my understanding is that it's just, it wants to keep people on the app. Mm -hmm. That's the goal of the algorithm. So 
watch time keeps people on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, watch time, yeah. Like, if, yeah. I, if I say, like, hey, get off this app and go out and play, that might be good advice, but that's bad if I'm trying to be a content creator because then people close out of the app, and if a bunch of people swipe and close out of the app for my video, it's not going to promote my video because mm. it doesn't... But if I do something that keeps your attention for the full minute or 90 seconds or five minutes or whatever, and then you click through my other videos and you watch all of those too, then it's going to keep recommending it in the algorithm. So mm. to answer your question, I think, um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they got lucky in the sense that it caught the algorithm. I do think the algorithm is just mapping on to what our psychology is already. Mm. It's becoming more and more higher. I think it's like more high, getting higher and higher resolution to how we already think, and it's just able to like map on better and extract how we think from us. Does that make sense? So, so yeah, you might have gotten lucky for like a video, but you didn't get lucky from the algorithm. You just got lucky that people watched it and chose to keep watching it. If that makes sense, and then the algorithm just promotes it. I don't think it does it necessarily randomly. Yeah, you know, if no one's watching it, it won't keep put. Pu pushing it out there yeah that's how like people said that TikTok, the reason why it's so successful because they invented the most powerful algorithm yeah that's like what it is said like the TikTok algorithm kind of like out you know um, sort of like out lots of other platforms yeah i think what they did too is they made it um i think like they they did do a thing uh where youtube was kind of just like you click on one thing and it would recommend you the same type of things over and over mm. tiktok intentionally introduces new things that you you might not have necessarily clicked on but that are still like popular or whatever that's maybe like a like i'm not really into like cars but maybe like a car video or something and it intentionally would try to introduce new things so i think what would happen is people who maybe once have gotten big on youtube got big on tiktok and then they got a big following and then like us <laughs> yeah, and then, and then got addicted to it, and then right. Yeah. So now, what's your main focus? Like YouTube or TikTok? Um, it's kind of all the same. We just we just make a uh, a one minute video or ninety seconds, and then post it on all of them. So you for YouTube? So for YouTube Shorts, we'll make it under a, a minute. It has okay. to be under a minute for YouTube Shorts, and then for TikTok, we generally try to make them over a minute because then you, we're in like this creativity pro beta program, which pays better than the creator fund so we'll, we'll do the same video and we'll just extend it one second and post that one to tiktok cut it a second short post that one to youtube but yeah we we kind of i mean we make most of our money from facebook or sorry youtube first then facebook oh like facebook real yeah facebook yeah. has adjusted their payment structure and they pay i mean they've always actually paid pretty good but it's just more beneficial to what we've been doing recently. So that's our like second highest yeah. platform is, is Facebook, and no one, no one knows that, and no one thinks of, of Facebook. But it, it's a money maker. You know, a lot of content creators they don't even they don't even know. It's like so many of the people out here are like doing all this work, and they're not even just taking that one step of just putting it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like we had one video that we posted less than two weeks ago, and it's made over three thousand dollars. It's a one minute reel. It's not even like a big production, you know. It's like that's not that much money, but for one a one minute video that we made in like a day, mm. and it's made three thousand dollars in two weeks. Mm. And we, you know, we post a video every day. They don't all make that much, but it was like 
And that was just Facebook. We also posted it to YouTube. It also made money on TikTok. It also got decent on Instagram. Mm -hmm. it, we're going to get on Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can see how it can add up, if that makes sense. Yeah. So speaking of that, I do have interesting like question to discuss with you. It's like they say TikTok may head over to this kind of original content. They're gonna make like original content. Do you do you see that coming? Like interesting, like how Netflix did you say? Yeah, I mean? kind of like they said like because you mentioned about Snapchat, right? Do you remember Snapchat produced several of their like a uh, kind of original series on yeah. Snapchat, but yeah. it didn't do very well. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like maybe TikTok is heading to that direction. That's what they said. That's what they said, really? Yeah, because that's why it started to, they said that they want a longer content. They start pushing out like a oh, 10 minutes video right, or right, you know, right. like a mini series. A series, yeah. Yeah. I have seen some people do that. I, it seems hard. It seems like a lot of times when people try to do that, it doesn't work. I know Quibi did that. Yeah, they did really work. Huge! Oh my gosh, they, they how much money they trying to raise? Like a billions, right? Yeah, like, like I don't, I just don't think people went over to it, and that's one of those things where it's like you, you can't force people to. Yeah, maybe the short film or short short uh, short short form format content still need to stay as short format content, yeah, right? Probably because people just want to swipe, be able to watch that, and then original content that people want to go watch on like Netflix. Right. like those kind of like a serious platforms right yeah yeah so um tyra um what is like you know your like you know main focus you guys are just doing content and the, do you think you guys gonna keep making just comedy or you guys also want to make some drama as well in the future we, we actually made one short film that was not a comedy and it was more of a drama or kind of like a thriller mm -hmm. And we actually haven't finished it yet, and it's been like three years on the back burner. Um, and now it's to the point where it's like we've gotten so much better th since those last three or four years, or three or four years ago, that it's almost like, well, we should we even release this because it's almost not representative of our like skill level anymore. And it would almost be like embarrassing. Time, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, but the answer is. We kind of are only going to do comedy, I think. I don't think we would really ever do drama or other stuff. Yeah, I feel like maybe the genre, like on content-wise, comedy seems it's like just fast-paced, right? Like, like drama seems harder to get to True. Uh, people's attention, right? True. You need to actually spend like at least ten minutes to watch to know the story is going. Yeah, you, yeah, that's a good point. You probably need longer a longer format for dramas to really work where like with like i said with comedy and what we do it just can be like boom right away yeah you know and in your face and that's why like most like those content online are most like comedy yeah as well also, also i think a comedy can be uh, a little bit more like ironic like drama is too serious people seems tense not to consume like drama or like horror this kind of content online Right. Yeah, people will watch movies of that, but yeah, they probably wouldn't watch like. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see if like a, a one if you had like a horror page, you know, and you just did horror shorts like how we do, but but like, you know, vertical and stuff with like mm -hmm. captions or whatever. But it's scary. I wonder if that would work. That would be cool. I think I accidentally watched several guys made those uh, kind of like a a little bit dark themed horror on TikTok and didn't do very well. It didn't? Yeah. See, that, that, that's my, that would be my suspicion is that it won't, it just won't work. 
Yeah, because the production value is actually kind of high, but I guess like when people are swiping on those kind of online content, they just don't have that attention span to consume, to un trying to go get the storyline. Yeah. And people wanted that, that, they wanted that comedy kind of pack, just kind of impact on them right away, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. let it laugh right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so Tyler, we're almost at the end of this. Do you have anything to plug? Let's think. Yeah, just just uh, where you'll see Cat on our Patreon. If you head over to our Patreon, <laughs> Content Machine Patreon, there's just one tier. Uh, we do one upload a week, a and everything else you can find Content Machine on other platforms. But the Patreon is the main thing I would uh, try to plug, and we're doing longer form stuff, kind of like this, this podcast, mm -hmm. hour long, mm -hmm. and, and experimenting with that. So, like, you guys cross cross board called content merchant on every platform, right? Mm -hmm. That is very smart. Okay. okay yeah. Thank I you. think, you know, people, sometimes people just want to know just one title finding you guys on every platform. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Tyler, I think it's time to do another. Oh, uh, another rat? Yeah, I really enjoyed <laughs> it. I think it's so, I, I'm like so surprised. Okay. You amazed me on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, it's hot in here. I'm sweating through my shirt. I'm a rat beat, powder pudding, work. Yes, see me work in the black of each shirt. Killing the cat though. Hear the rat flow. They say I'm whack though. Actually, bro, I'm kinda sick. I'm kinda nice. <laughs> I'm so hot and so nice. Let me cool it down. Yo, I'm just trying to fool around. I'm a be this is like a weird, like, you know, June gloom, but today is super hot. And then like, just like, I don't know. And this is like quite experiment. Thank you for, you know, stocking with me in my super hot car. Because <laughs> I yeah. can't turn on the air because run the audio. But you know, the one thing about this car, you can also get a massage if you press a button. There. Oh, really? Where is that? Uh, there is a button right there next to the... Uh, next to the seats, if you press that button, there will be a massage for you. You can see, turn down, yeah. You turn yours. There is a one button right by, right by like your seats. So, did you turn yours on? Yeah. I did. Is that it? Yeah, and then you can select different kinds of like you know stretch way. Oh, there it goes. I see. See. Now this is a rewards at the end of the uh, okay. podcast. But if some people hate hate massage, you know. Okay. So, and we can finally end this hot, hot podcast today. Okay. It is hot this day. It is very hot, yeah. In like this year, but, but you guys are kind of lucky. Most time in LA, every year is super hot. But this year was not so hot, so we're not used to it anymore. I see. But I think it's still coming again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Tyler. Yes. Thank you for having me, Kat. Yes. Ciao.